Um, what Here pod- we go. What podcast is that, you ask? Why, it's the Enemy Slime Podcast. This is episode number 217. 217. I'm your usual host, Jared, and I am joined today by Mr. Michael Mahoney. Number one in the West. I have Mr. J. Joseph Jr. I am the Phantom Menace of Doctrines. And back from his adventures in the uh, great land of Shy City, I have Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. I am the automated destruction of your company. Yeah. You see, this shirt shirt says Chicago. It's supposed to say Chicago, but that ain't what it says. Oh, Kanye West said Shy City, so I just assumed that was what we said now. Lucio, I heard you had a deep dish pizza. Yay. Yeah. And then he got sick immediately after his trip, so what does that tell you? Yeah, that's not great. That doesn't do a lot for the cause. <laughs> well, no, I think we established already that I only survived because of the, the, the yeah. Oh, that's right. It gave you the hearty, it, it gave, it gave yeah. you the strength uh, and nourishment that you needed. The, exactly. the insane amount of cheese and sauce uh, yeah. put you back the on. Saucy the saucy stamina. The survive. only thing that kept me alive. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad that you're here, though. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we've got uh, we've got plenty to talk about today, uh, so we don't need to spend all our time talking about Chicago. But but Lucio, how did you enjoy Chicago? Did you go up in the tower and look down over which tower? The one with the glass uh, floor. Is it the Sears I Tower? I think it's Chicago the Tower. Is it a Chicago Tower? Sears <laughs> Tower. I think there is a Chicago Tower, so I wouldn't. Pretty sure. Probably well, is. Yeah, there's a Chicago Tower. Uh, it's the Willis Tower. Man. Like what you talking about, Willis? Oh wait, the wi- no, the Willis, Willis Chicago. The Willis Tower is the Sears Tower. Um. Well, anyway, they have a they have a deck out there that you can go out on. My... And it's like all glass, and you can look down. And yeah, I was mostly on the south side because that's where my family lives. Wait, you went? You were <laughs> in the south side of Chicago? Yeah, the whole time. Isn't there where did the jet is? The jet. I did not get stabbed. No one mugged you. No one like stole your car wheels. Nope. It's, they it's, missed it's, an opportunity. It's the south side is like the south side still a piece of shit, or did they build it up? Is it gentrifying like every other ghetto it's, in America? So like it's still pretty we're bad. Inter- we're in an Airbnb because we went for a wedding, right? So people that we haven't seen in like seventy thousand years are here, and everybody's house is like full of relatives from both the groom and the bride. So we rented Airbnb because we're like, ah, fuck it. We don't, I don't want to. Honestly, the, the real reason why I rented Airbnb is because I didn't want to deal with the bullshit of having to like live in somebody else's house with my kids. Um, so the first night we got there, we went to a supermarket and there were like two types of people there. There were like the really like broke ass, broke working class people and hipsters. That sounds like where I am in Harlem. So it's gentrifying pretty hardcore. So I don't know how long it's like, it's like, uh, you know, I had a conversation with a friend recently. He he showed me uh, this news report that had some photos of uh, some like bank robbers um, in Compton. And he was like, you know, is Compton like a giant shit whore or what? I'm like, are you kidding? Compton has like gated communities now, like the entire, just like every ghetto they can think of in the United States. They are doing their best to gentrify it. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much. The thing about uh, Chicago, God, I can't believe it. It's actually been 10 years since I was there last, so maybe it's changed a lot. And maybe I've said this before, but when when I was in Chicago, I was there on a work trip. And so because I'm from Utah, it's four white guys, uh, no women, 
uh, and no one who's even looked like they've ever like you know even even like a heavy tan like we don't even have that and we get there and the rental agency doesn't have the car that we rented and to make it up for us they gave us like this fancy like GNC deluxe like Yukon crazy huge SUV and so we're rolling wow. around, we're rolling around in this SUV and this is back before you had smartphones or or at least before they were super common and so we had a Garmin uh GPS in the car <laughs> and that Garmin loved nothing more than to take us off the freeway drive us through the scariest place it could find and then put us right back on the same freeway and it would do it so you, 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 all the time you know it's funny because you have a story like that but um I think about the time that you visited Chicago it was about the time that I visited um, uh, Boston for the first time. Mm-hmm. And and it was the same deal. It was like me and my dad and he has the, that GPS. I don't I don't remember if it was a Garmin, but it was definitely a GPS system. He actually still uses a, a, a GPS system. It's like all of us saying, like, you know, your smartphone is a better GPS, but whatever. Um, and so for me, the experience is like the exact opposite because when i'm like riding or like walking through the really shitty parts of boston i'm like i feel good i feel at home and once i start walking into like the super nice looking neighborhoods it, it took you through like a <laughs> took you through like a farmer's market and you're like what the it took fuck you like, like a it took you to like the most redneck uh a, a part of boston that it can find um uh, and you know boston is like boston's like really really segregated as well yeah but so, boston is is pretty <laughs> So, so you would, you know, a pair of black guys in the middle of all these white guys, people notice. You definitely notice. It's the, the, the real, like, the real, like, grand finale was it took us down this road that there was no way out of. Um, it was just a dead end. Like, it just, it just ended in a circle. And <laughs> at, the, at the end of the circle, there were four houses. And I really swear this isn't hyperbole. Each of those houses had at least six people sitting on their front porch. And they're not. <laughs> And they're not doing anything. They're just hanging yeah. out. No, they're the just hanging out. And this car well, that's what you do. This car is so big that we can't do like a single turn in the circle. So <laughs> so we basically pull up. We pull up on this dead road, four white dudes from Utah, and we start doing this like three-point turn in the circle and at least like five people get up from the different houses and start walking over to us. And like part of me is like I want to know what they're going to say. Like right, I I want to like roll down my window and be like, you know, what do you, fellas? I wonder, you you boys need directions. Um, but it really just didn't feel that way, and um, yeah, it was it was it was a trip, man. It, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure they would have helped you out. I think everybody, everybody would have. I think they would have. But at the same time, I'm like, we have no business being here. This is pretty nice to us. I don't. Like, maybe, I don't know, man. Maybe they thought so that, I was, that's like, the thing. Like, like, like people, for the most part, like if you see like someone exchanging like a paper bag for money, then probably avoid it. But for the most part, people are like pretty friendly, so they would have been they would have like helped direct your giant SUV out of there and all that. And I'm not trying to, and I'm not trying to like <laughs> like uh, make this like a scary racist thing or anything like that. It's more like uh, it's more like just an awkward moment. Like when you pull into someone's driveway to turn around and they are like, right. And they like pull up behind you cause you're in their driveway. Uh, it, it's like one of those moments where you just wish it was over. <laughs> I want to live. Uh, but, um, 
don't know. I remember I'm from Latin America, so it's not like I'm not used to being in constant like, danger. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you know, everyone in Chicago was really nice. I don't know, man. Like I, I get that a lot of the violence is like gang related. Um, but they didn't have. I- they didn't have like bars on their windows. That's what I'm gonna say. Sure. Right. Uh. Uh. Shit. Let's see. I, I meant to ask this during the pre-show, but I'll ask it now. You, we were talking earlier about the Inglorious Bastards, and you said that bar that they used for the big shootout scene was in Argentina. No, we're talking about um. Uh, first class. Oh, first class. Snow was talking about like how Magneto went to Argentina. So the bar that they use is in Argentina, but the town that they mention. It's also in Argentina, but it's not the town where they shot that. Yeah. And the, the jarring part is, if you know these places, is that the place that they shot it at is in the mountains, and the town that they're talking about is a coastal town. It's like a resort town. And dude, do you know how many times <laughs> I've like seen New York in like a TV show or film? I'm like, you know, they shot that shit in Toronto because that doesn't look anything like New York. Oh well, yeah, that happens too. <laughs> Like and there's one that was especially jarring because um, that happens a, a lot of in, in for South America too, where like you they say, oh, this is Venezuela, and it's like clearly like Vancouver. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that, no, I, I've like um, I, there's something I was watching recently. I'm trying to remember what it was. Where it, it was, it, everyone kept mentioning how it, this was like definitely New York. Um, but it was shot in Philadelphia and like I spent a lot of my twenties in like Philadelphia and I'm like, that is most definitely Philadelphia, not New York. Uh, but they really tried hard to sell the illusion, um, uh, one city for the other. It's like, just to not. And then there's another, oh, they actually use New York as a city double for Washington DC, which is a very unfortunate choice. I, I don't think there's any like of industrial Northeastern cities. I don't think anything looks more distinct than New York. You can very clearly tell when something is New York or not. Um, just so from like the way they, the they, they should wait, they should New York in Toronto, they should DC in New York. <laughs> 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 so why? They should Miami in LA. What do you do when you need a cow? Uh, we just tape a couple of cats together. <laughs> I mean you could, there are you places. Could I know I, I know where you can get a cow if you if you like woke up tomorrow morning and you're like, hey, I'm shooting something in the Bronx, I need a cow. I could get you a cow in like an hour. That's a pretty good talent. Yeah. Keep that in mind while I'm shooting in the Bronx. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely a, a skill that I want to have. That's not the kind of shooting Michael's going to be doing in the Bronx. That's right. He's going to be shooting cows. No, he's going to be shooting jizz. Yeah. At cows. At cows. Yep, that's Michael. Classic Michael. <laughs> Ah, the old Madman Mahoney routine. I know. Yeah. I know it well. Those cows won't know what hit him. Yeah, they really won't, because he does it from up but on a ladder. But it my ejaculate. It surprises him every time. I don't... Uh, that's that's uh, where cowbell comes from. To build on your statement, Lucio, I too thought the people of Chicago were actually quite nice. It helped that it was right when uh, the election for Obama was happening, and those right. those people were so fucking psyched. Like... You 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 couldn't uh, you couldn't get them down at all. They were they were very very happy about that. Um, I, I've actually met a lot of really nice people from um, Chicago, and it's just a shame that their food sucks. But everything else about them is great. <laughs> yeah, well. I, I love how how uh, like like angry are their food, even though it's it's fine. 
It's good. I mean, <laughs> I actually kind of have Jizz back on like the Chicago beef. Like, I think that's not really Italian okay. beef. It's an okay sandwich. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's uh, nice. All right. Although it's no more overrated than a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, well, uh, I found for a Philly cheesesteak, you have to go to like very specific spots that only Philadelphia insiders know about. Actually, I feel I feel, I feel for a Philly cheesesteak, you need to like not have it in Philly, to be honest. That or does not have it. Make your own. Make your own at home. That's the impetus from the Enemy Slime podcast to you, listener. Well, I, I was told this. I was told this by Aubrey once, actually, that there's supposed to be some kind of mythic bread that they grow in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Bread, um, bread is uh, bread is supposed to be part like of the, the sandwich. The, the most important part. Uh, yeah. Or like a big component, a, a a very large piece of what makes it work. Um, I know what you're talking about. I'm I'm I've I've heard similar things. So whether it's <laughs> right. whether it's true or not, at the very least, right. it is it is what Pennsylvanians believe. So, <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, oh yeah, that's right. You did. You, there's another Pennsylvanian that you did know. I forgot. Yeah, I was yeah, married. That's, that's I right. was married to one at <laughs> yeah. one point. So I, 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 you know, I noticed the weirdest thing when we were out in LA. I noticed that um, her and Aubrey have like a very similar kind of draw, a very similar accent. And I just didn't realize there was a Pennsylvania like accent from the so. same place. Hers is... Yeah. But I didn't, I never realized like as many friends that, that I've had from uh, Pennsylvania, I didn't quite realize they had a similar dialect until, you know, I, I guess I was meeting with two of them back to back. They can't, <laughs> so. they can't say water. Ask them to say water. They can't do it. They say water. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Get a cup of water. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, but yeah, there's, you're, you're right. There's a little bit of like a, a, a draw there and it's mostly gone living, living here in a very like, uh, accent neutral location. Uh, I feel like you kind of lose a lot of your native tongue a little bit. Like I went to school, right. I went to school with a British kid and I remember by the end of high school, like he was not sounding nearly as British Yeah, as he, as he That's because to. it sucks to have an accent, Jared. Well, yeah, that, and I think that you just... <laughs> Does anyone know that Lucio's accent is almost gone, too? Yeah, Lucio sounds... Uh, I, I, if, if you put Lucio on the phone with me, I would have just assumed that he lived in uh, Canab. <laughs> <laughs> or Provo. Uh, I, st- <laughs> I stopped in Kentucky in the middle of the trip, and I had a call from a client and, and their processor who was located in Brazil. So I was speaking... In the middle of Kentucky, on the top of my voice, in Spanish and Portuguese. Boy, you're lucky they didn't call ice on you. (laughs) Everybody was staring at this guy, just like, someone get this boy. Yeah, Yeah, but imagine uh, how confused they were, because I don't look like somebody who's not from here. No, that's what's great about you, is you look like you're just like a Mormon missionary. And they're like, oh, I see. Yeah, that's true. He learned it in the MTC. And if ICE ever comes for you, Lucio, that's what you tell him. You say, oh, no, I'm a Mormon missionary from from Provo. Uh, <laughs> and I'll give, you, I'll give you some Provo facts so that you can throw them off your scent. Uh, Hit me, Jared. What, what are the Provo facts? Uh, Nothing to do with provolone. Yeah, it actually, it's not named after that at all. Uh, that's disappointing. Let's it see. Is. Wait, else? is it called provolone? Or is it provolone? No, it's just provolone is a cheese. Uh, well, that's what I thought we were talking about. Uh, 
I Provo, Utah is a city that apparently has no provolone <laughs> in it, which is very disappointing. No, you, could, you could get provolone. It. It's just that it's, uh, not, it's not like known for it. It's not like you would think that they'd be really good at making it, but they're not. Right. <laughs> I don't even think they try. They don't really make anything in Provo except children. <laughs> just a fuck ton of children. Yeah, yeah, and you no, don't want no to energy make... for cheese making after all and that. You don't fucking... want to, and you don't want to give Erica a Mormon child for her to take to China. <laughs> I mean, he'd probably have a better upbringing. I mean, we could we could see what we can rope up, uh, but the <laughs> the thing is, is just that like culturally, and I'm sure this is the same in Miami. Abducting a child is generally frowned upon. Uh, um, I, I just I, I, well, wait, it's like a white child more valued in China. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, probably. I don't know enough. I remember, about, I don't know enough until recently they had the one child thing. So, uh, one I, white child. I know that in the Philippines, uh, white child is like hot shit. Like that's what you want. You want a white baby. And I know this because we would send uh, employees from uh, my old company there, and almost all of them would come back like with a wife or with a story about like being groped on a bus by like a strange woman that they'd never met before. Uh, because they're crazy for white babies, and if they see you, I don't. I don't think they wanted a white baby. I think they wanted a green card. Well, <laughs> that helps too. Um, but yeah, if you could deposit some white babies while you're in Philippines, they'd really like that. I'm good. Uh, we oh, should. Thank you so much. I have enough white babies for this. We should talk about some games. Uh, as cool. But as... this is more fun. You didn't give me any Provo hey, hey, facts, man. Yeah, I want yeah, to get shit, the shit, shit, What Provo fact? What Provo like... fact do you need? Um, God, there's actually really nothing. Uh... <laughs> I'll be honest with that Provo does not make Provo, which I feel is false advertising. Uh... Buffalo, New York makes a buffalo chicken. That's where buffalo sauce comes from. There you go. See, buffalo delivers. Is that really? Is that really where it comes from? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, God, that almost makes too much sense. No, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Although, if 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 people are to be believed, it's not very good there anymore. Uh, Buffalo. I still don't know that I've had better buffalo chicken than I've had like around the New York area. I've been disappointed by. Um, I never have like buffalo chicken in um, Connecticut because they'll just dump hot sauce on it and call it buffalo. Yeah, that sounds like them. <laughs> Fucking Connecticut pieces. They're of the shit. worst. Yeah, they suck. Uh, yeah, New York. Uh, I mean, fuck. Jay's just got better food all around, so it's not even worth trying to talk about. Um, as an aside, though, Michael, for you, if you if you want some good buffalo wings, R and R will take care of you. Oh yeah, you were mentioning that they smoke them. Ooh, that does sound nice. They're pretty. Well, maybe good. we should do that. I can't think of any promo facts, Lucio. I. <laughs> there is li- oh wait 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 oh, look that's disappointing i clicked it uh i clicked it on google maps and it has a section that says quick facts so uh here you go uh provo is a city in utah wow that is wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's that a, was too quick that's i mean a, they're not wrong that. they're a, not wrong hell of a fact uh let's see uh, it is home to Brigham Young University and its museums, including the Monty L. Bean Life Science Museum. Uh, the BYU Museum of Paleontology houses a collection of dinosaur fossils, which is interesting because Mormons are just a hair away from not even believing in dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> so it, it's pretty wild. 
They probably uh, collect them so they can easily destroy them if they need to cover <laughs> yeah, up the evidence. Just, just in case. In case the Quorum of the Twelve is like, you know what? Dinosaurs didn't happen. They got to be like, fuck, we got to burn all these bones. We got to hurry. Uh, what else do they have? The BYU Museum of Art. I bet that is just horrific. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, Jared, we should go. I, Dude, I will. I'll go to the BYU Museum of Art just to, yeah. just to see how bad it is. Oh, and we should hold hands while we're there. Actually, yeah, I would. <laughs> I would probably want to do that too. Uh, oh boy! I want to ironically do that with you, Michael, just so we can see the reactions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no gay stuff, obviously. They looking at their list of stuff. They managed to get a stained glass window from New York. We wow! Got, we got a window from New York. Cool. Uh, uh, we have some good stained glass windows here. Well, we took one, so fuck you. Do, you. you do have some really nice glass windows too. Well, no, so do we. Uh, now you have one. We're number one. Yeah, man. We're so nice if we're in a museum. Uh, the Crandall Historical Printing Museum has a working Gutenberg <laughs> press replica. Very nice. Replica. Yeah. So imagine, imagine, Lucio, when the ICE officer pulls you over and you start talking about all these museums, he's just going to let you go. He doesn't want to hear about this. Especially, yeah, he, he let me go, so I shut up all the museums. If you could learn more about how the Gutenberg printing press replica works, that would actually be ideal. You will note that I said replica. We don't have a Gutenberg printing press, but we figured out how to make one. I mean, I'm pretty sure I can explain this. It's probably it's supposed to work the same way as a normal Gutenberg press, right? Well, I hope so. That would be really weird if the replica worked in a completely different way. Yeah. All it's right. a printer. It's a it's a Gutenberg printing press <laughs> replica, but instead of it's printing, just like, it's, it's, it's just like an HP inkjet. <laughs> it makes spaghetti. Like yeah, Michael's actually got where I was going. I was thinking more like it dispenses soda. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, check out our Gutenberg printing press replica. Do you want diet or do you want to inject it with a cherry flavor? Thanks to the new Coca Cola freestyle system. You'd be like, ah. I have also a mythical bottle of new Coke. Brought to you by Gutenberg. Oh, that reminds me. I have to try uh, Coke Rice still. Oh, uh, I will say this. We're actually one of the only places uh, where you're going to really, really easily be able to find caffeine-free soda. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I mean, it's not hard to find. So that's uh, that's the, uh, that was my other Let like, us have it. Uh, uh, connection to the guy that we met in the mall, probably being Mormon, because Mormons love getting out free soda. Sure, I could. I hey, love that, that shit. <laughs> like every time, I, like every time, I, like I've run into guys in the street a couple of times. They're like, "Hey, you thirsty?" Um, and that usually sounds like a horrible thing, but you'll go, "Yeah, I guess so. I can use a drink." And are you so thirsty into for their cooler. Jesus? Uh, that'll be what it is. But they'll reach into their cooler and they'll bring out, pull out like a sprite or something, and they'll hand it to you. Oh, uh, dude, if you see, like, if you see someone drinking sprite, they are Mormon. Yeah, so they were handing out like Sprite. I it was Sprite and something else. I forget what the other one was, but it's always Sprite. They always have Sprite, and they'll hand it to you, um, and they'll be like, "Oh, hi, by the way, we're having this neat town meeting, and you're welcome to it." And they'll give you like the pamphlet, and it's like, yeah, it, it's, it, uh, it might be that they just give you a Sprite because you're black. Yeah. The only thing they obey yeah, more than the Lord is Grant their Hill. thirst. So actually, black people do seem to have a weird connection to Sprite. What's up with that? It's just because. There are commercials that hire basketball players to drink Sprite. Yeah, and like Little Yachty, I think is like sponsored by Sprite. Two chains. Uh, there's also there's a really weird ad. That's... <laughs> Two chains sponsored by Sprite. Is yeah. is he really, or are you making <laughs> that up? 
No, that's I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that is the God's honest truth, I'm afraid. Especially for Tuche, well, who like I don't even know how he has a career. Oh my god, you're right. Two chains. <laughs> <laughs> I thought two chains might be like a little harder uh and wouldn't wouldn't involve himself in Sprite, the least cool uh soda, but there he is. Man. All I want for my birthday is a sprite. And you know what the thing is, is like the Coca-Cola company doesn't want to admit this, but the only reason why they're into Sprite is because it's a component, a critical component in lean. That's true. And Coca-Cola can't come out and say that. Don't be like, Sprite, <laughs> mix it with your cough syrup. Like they can't, they can't do that. <laughs> but uh, that's what all these rappers are, are thinking when they, when they advertise for it. They're like, Sprite, nothing quenches my thirst like Sprite. And a bunch there of are coding. things that, like, if you go into a store and, like, you just see a guy, right, and he buys, um, like, a Sprite, a cranberry juice, and, I don't know, uh, maybe an orange juice or ginger ale and a couple of uh, of cups of ice, hey, you can guess what he's going to be doing that night. It's like, does it take much to imagine this? He's not doing it because he's thirsty. Getting laid. Uh, he's doing it because he's lying at a party. In fact, here's a picture of two chains pouring a sprite into promethazine. <laughs> uh, so I mean, there you go. You know, uh, but like I said, Sprite can't put that in the commercial. But that's basically what we're getting at here. They don't like Sprite because it's delicious. They like Sprite because it mixes well. Nobody wants to but drink Mormons... codeine and Coke. <laughs> that sounds pretty. That sounds like uh, cherry Coke, and cherry cro- Coke is gross. Yeah, see, we, so, we're not going to do that. Like anyway, to... tell me about games. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, hold on. Before we start talking about games. Let's uh, talk about yeah, Lean more, I Who agree. wants to talk about those? <laughs> I started uh, trying to do some research on Argentina's uh, political parties. Oh, God. Why? Why do you have so many of them? Uh, that's a good question. I'm actually almost certain, this relates back to video games, I'm actually almost certain that in... Um, the Star Wars MMO, right? That they actually rip off some of the Argentina political parties to make some of the Galactic Senate in um, what fucking planet are they on? Corellia or whatever it is. I forget. Jay, if you want to, if you want to talk oh, about the Star Wars yeah. MMO, I'd respect it a lot more if you just asked. If you're just like, hey, I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about. I'm asking. What's like? What's the planet? What's the Coruscant? That's what it was. That's what I'm thinking of. I, I'm pretty sure that they use. Argentine's politics to reflect Kurosawa, because that's where all the warring senators are. And then they have, I'm almost certain that there is a movement called the uh, Judicars or whatever. And looking into the, uh, what's the pronunciation, Lucio? They're an offshoot of the Peronist party. Which one? Just the Chalice party. The Chalice party. Come on, Lucio. I thought you lived there. Yeah. The just just to see how about I just spell it? Justicialista. Just okay, that's what it is. I can't I can't even say it even hearing him say it. Well, um, it's just learn Spanish. Anyway, it's very confusing and dense, and I'm pretty sure someone just went looked to looked to Wikipedia and they're like, "What is like the most uh, confusing groups of political parties out there?" and then just copied Argentina uh, politics. It's actually it's it's kind of funny that you brought that up because. Um, I was just looking at uh, the Woolworth building in New York. I don't know if you know where that is, but you live very close to it. The Woolworth building 
Uh, I'm sure Jay knows. It's like an early Gothic revival skyscraper, uh, but it was built in 1913, which is very old. And I realized, I was thinking about this, I was like, Nathan Drake searches for old artifacts in Uncharted, and now I want to talk about Uncharted. So let's do that. Ooh. So I, I'm not allowed to mention to Lucille that, you know, I was like looking into his country for the first time ever giving a damn. You were and when I, Nathan Drake jumped on so that ledge and is, then the <laughs> ledge collapsed. It is a little having funny. a lot of parties is actually, uh, I think, more the rule than the exception. Um, I think most democracies have more than two parties. It is a little funny to me that like you looked into Lucio's country and got so bored that you immediately st- <laughs> thought of Star Wars instead. I didn't. I didn't get bored. I just made. A, I said this looks pretty familiar to me, and I started like drawing, connecting some lines. And it's not like they don't have a history of doing that. I'm just like looking to real world shit to. I wonder their politics. I wonder if I can find a book in English that explains the history of Argentina. Anyway, like like, a like, like because so there is because a... the, the, re, the, the 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 thing with Argentina is that it's a cycle of kind of um, drifting to the left and then having like the military take over and then kind of try to put it back to the right and then drifting to the left again um, and then after the last dictatorship, which was the one where they stole kids and all that shit, that was really bad. Um, that kind of stopped. So now it drifted to the left and there was no way to control it. And I was drifting back to the right kind of organically, but the party that's in um, Cambiemos, which is the one that's on power now, has fucked up the like the reform so badly that I don't even know if they're ever going to vote for a roving government again. So, so I will so, say this. So I a, looked up Star Wars Argentina, and I did find a there is an Argentina Star Wars Twitter account that is actually very active. And Lucio, if you want to translate here, just a couple days ago, they said, Hace un tiempo habíamos comentado brevemente de que se va a tratar. It's been a few days ago. We briefly spoke of what it's going to be about. Hashtag Star Wars Resistance. And the tweet that they quoted says the new Star Wars series, Star Wars Resistance, um, happens a uh, brief time after The Force Awakens. In that one, uh, Poe Dameron um, orders the pilot Cass Xiono to spy on the uh, First Order. Jade is a Spanish We don't know anything out. about it. There's only two, epi- two, two episodes. I thought this was the one with the chick everybody liked, the red red girl. But this doesn't... What red girl? The red girl. Oh, uh, uh, I have to say that for a country with a history of very repressive military dictatorships, having a stormtrooper with a fucking Argentine flag on the cover of Twitter <laughs> account is a bit on the... So, so, so that's my... I'm, that's, not, that's, I'm that's, not cool with it. Because you said that, like, the kind of... Um, um, that going beyond the two-party system. Like, I, I know that's the thing that's unique to the United States. It's part of, like, what's fucked up about it, uh, that you can't break through, like, the two-party system. However, um, I think a lot of the other political party systems that you look at, like, especially in European politics and in some of uh, East Asia's politics, they look familiar, right? They look like something that you know. And I can I can probably rattle off a couple of parties in the United Kingdom and... Um, I probably know like offhand a couple of Japanese parties and German and all that kind of stuff. 
uh, you look at Argentine politics and, and, and you just have a party that is an offshoot of a party that is an offshoot of a party that like split off last year and became a new party. <laughs> so that, that's that's, what, what I that's why you need to have the historical context of it to understand it. Right. That's what I was saying. I wonder if I can find you a book that that gives you a brief like overview of Argentina and history in English. I would appreciate I have, that. I have a few, but okay. they're all in Spanish. Oh, well. If you can find something, I'd definitely read that and appreciate that. Like I just got a map of um of Africa as I as I get. You need to understand that Argentina, like the United States, once like the revolution happened, it basically became Game of Thrones, where you had these cities <laughs> that were trying to fight for supremacy over the country. In in particular, two big cities, which were Buenos Aires, which is the capital now, obviously the one who won. And then Cordoba, which was a city in the middle of the country, which was the one that the Spanish valued the most at the time. So it became like all of all of this shit that you're seeing with the parties now started there. Right. It looks like uh, you can still buy uh, the Thrawn trilogy on Amazon. Would that <laughs> would that answer any of your questions? I don't think so. Uh, um, it has Mara Jade, at least. Yeah, but Mar Jade is your girl. That's true, because you like Red Girl, and I I know. You're, you're, she's orange. Her name is Ahsoka Tano. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that's the one. That's, see? That, that, that's why I said uh, Uba Juba. Uba Juba. <laughs> uh, you, remember, you guys remember getting drugged behind that Jeep in Uncharted? <laughs> I do. I really like that. I do. Jay doesn't remember that because he didn't get far enough. He didn't play it hey, long enough. Yeah. You remember um, when Kenshiro blew up that guy? That was great. You know what else yeah. I didn't play far enough into? Mafia 3. I, I totally forgot I even had it installed on my PlayStation 4. I'm like, why the fuck can I put a new game on here? I'm like, oh yeah, Mafia 3 is on here. So did you uninstall it? Did you give up the, you gave up the dream? <laughs> it's still there. I can keep lying to myself and telling myself I'm going to play it, but I have absolutely no desire to touch it. By the um, way, I, uh, I, I pulled the trigger and bought a uh, PlayStation 4 Pro, uh, so I've committed the forbidden act... Uh, you're gonna have to tell us how many. Uh, I'll let you know. look on it. I'll let you know if it's actually any better because um, I, I'm actually very curious. If you want to install it, I'm very curious as to how um, Bloodborne looks because I think that was the first one to take advantage of it. So my plan too okay. is to. I'm just. I'm not. I don't have a 4K TV or anything. So my understanding oh. is that if you hook it up to 1080p, you'll actually just get better performance in a lot of games. Like I guess Last Last Guardian will become not a nightmare to play. Um, and so, so, so this is actually the um again related to this uh, starcraft ghost thing where we were that won't um, work at all on the ps4 pro like it won't run i don't any... yeah i don't think so but we we're talking about never, well, uh, at least. Uh, games that are just kind of still in development and were never officially canceled uh like starcraft ghosts where it's coming like, out oh, today now baby and I told Lucille you shouldn't joke about that because he compares it to like Half-Life 3. But I told him you shouldn't joke about that shit because there are games that seem like they'll never get released and then they get released. And then you end up with Duke Nukem Forever or Last Guardian. I like Last Guardian. I, I like it. it. I like it too, but I would like it a lot more if it quit losing frames. And, <laughs> and from what I can tell, it actually looks like the PS4 Pro will solve that problem. So 
Uh, but Part- good. partially in response to that game, and also partially because I'm paranoid about some of the releases this fall, I'm I'm gonna well, I'm gonna make the jump and do the upgrade and see what I get. Well, look, I, I I have enough of a disposable income that I'm able to pick up We Happy Few and the Fallout board game. So let me know how it is, because if it's if it, if you like it, legitimately like it, I might pick it up. Well, and I got the uh, the one the one thing. So here's here's the kind of weird thing. I didn't realize this. They're sold out everywhere, like online, huh. in stores. They're basically unavailable. And so what I wound up doing is I wound up pre-ordering the Spider-Man one. <laughs> That's fine. And I mostly did it because it's literally the same price as a brand new PS4 Pro, except it comes with Spider-Man, a game I was planning on buying anyway. Yeah, um, fair enough. But have you guys seen what this PS4 looks like? Yeah, I've, I've seen uh, it, actually. I know, I know what it looks Oh, it's pretty bad. <laughs> really cool, I'd imagine. No, it's going to look really cool in your, li- your living room. It's not cool at all. Uh, and I really... Oh, my God. Jared, you're, 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 like, to this, like, to, this, uh, to this renewed Bachelor thing pretty hard, Jared. Yeah, I'm really leaning into it, man. I, I you know, <laughs> she's going to... I mean, it's going, hey, in, a, it's going Jared, in a cabinet. I'm, no one Jared. will ever see anything except the red face. Jared. So, so, so like, Jared, I, Jared, have you become a MGTOW? A what now? A MGTOW. I don't think I know what that is, but m- yes. Yeah, men, men going, going their, their own way. way. <laughs> yeah. Like, like men decided that they never want to have sex again. I mean, that would actually... You're above it, man. That would be, that would be pretty freeing. Uh, wait, so, so how do you spell yeah. this? I, I, I want to look this up. Feel like... Is there a subreddit for this? I don't know if this makes you like feel any better, uh, chat, but... Like I was saying, I got that. I got. I, I'm trying to become like more um, Afrocentric and politically woke, right? And so I got a map of Africa to, to kind of hang up in my room, and I, I was just it's looking a good around. Start. <laughs> You're not fucking like son of a Black Panther. How are you gonna get more woke? You got a map. I, I I'm, I'm not He's like I'm not like the most woke person. <laughs> Uh, do you, so, have, do you, you want know. me to teach you the Africa song? Because I know all the countries because there's a song. And my sure. teacher, my teacher told me, she told me it wouldn't matter uh, because Africa's countries change so much. But it actually is pretty much uh, a match. Nah, they 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 told they told uh, a, a firm ever since the end of the Cold War. Yeah, so so, so things are actually yeah. Pretty I mean, uh, the only one you want is South Sudan. So that's not is what yeah South Sudan. Uh, that is not in my song, unfortunately. So, well, because it's new. Well, it also uh, doesn't really exist in my mind. Go ahead and sing the song. It goes Cape Verde, Morocco, Algeria. And here's the real benefit to the song. It goes from left to right on Africa. So you can even paint oh. out. So if I gave you an empty thing of Africa, you could do it. It goes Tunisia, Libya, Egypt. Oh, shit. Some of this isn't right anymore. <laughs> We told you, man. But did they teach you like oh, anything? Oh no, wait, no. It goes, it goes down, and then it goes back to the left. So it goes Sudan, Chad, and Niger, Mali, Mauritania. It doesn't have Western Sahara. Is that a country? No, it's a spiritual oh. territory. Oh, this isn't really a song. Senegal, Gambia, <laughs> Guinea, Bissau. Well, it was to music. I don't have the music right now. So Guinea, Liberia, Sierra Leone. Those are actually in the other way. What is Cote d'Ivoire? The Ivory Coast. Coast. Okay, so we called. Wait, wait, let me get my, let me get my uh, giant map that I bought and see how we, accurate this we is. Call, we called it Ivory Coast in the song. Ivory going, Coast, Burkina Faso. I, I, I looked up Africa song in in YouTube and all I get is uh, Toros. Ghana and Togo, <laughs> so, Benin. Ooh, let's sing that. 
Did you get up? Did you get up to Chad yet? Uh, Chad's like, yeah, I already did. Chad, we're done with Chad. Chad is the chattiest country. We're we're down to Cameroon, Equatorial Guinea. Uh, I even know Sao Tome and Principe. Are those even on your map? They're very small. Yeah, those are still. Is this our best or worst podcast? I'm like. That was I don't know, but I, uh, I was gonna, before uh, you guys stop the Africa map, I was going to tell you, I was hanging it up, and I realized the only other map that I have in my room is, um... Tatooine! N- ah. Not, not, not Tatooine, but that's, oh. a, that's a really good guess. That'd be a boring... Hammerfall. Uh, uh, that's a, that's... <laughs> He's getting <laughs> warmer, uh, isn't not, he? Not, not Hammerfall either. Uh, I, think, um, I, so. what, what I know it is. Recently... I, I'm trying to think of a game that comes with a map because I know there's a bunch. Uh, you know, so with Territy. Did that come with a map? I, yes, we talked about it on the podcast just last weekend. Uh, no, we didn't talk about it on the podcast. We talked about it in a uh, chat. But oh, Excite Bike. About it. <gasps> Could that have a map? Starcraft it's just Gold? a circle. <laughs> You bought a StarCraft ghost map. That's the uh, I, 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 No, I don't think there's a map for that. Um, no. I get, you guys just don't like to give me any credit. It's something everyone here might like, not just me. Oh, um, porno. <laughs> <laughs> could, I do like that. Too. Could that have I a have map? Actually, I have actually invested in like quite a bit of, uh, of 50s porno? and 60s like, pinup books. Okay. Uh, from like from like the the sexy pinup artists that people would put up on like their jet planes and get out of Playboy and all that kind of stuff. But no, Careful, that's, not that's the, the way Pee Herman got arrested the second map? time. Uh, it's a it's it's a map. I mean, I there's no one specific region, I guess that you would call it, but it's like a map of um, it's the Red Dead Redemption map. Oh yeah, we do like that. Oh, from yeah. the, from the first one. From the first one. Does it have Red Mexico on it? Uh yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, got like uh, it just calls it like south of the border. So it's got um, got Chola Springs, Rio Bravo, Hannikinstead, uh, Tall Trees, and Blackwater, and then you know south of the border, which is a uh, a Perito and uh, a Punta Agula, whatever you call it, uh, Diaz Coronas, and then that's like yeah. So it's just a map, and then on the flip side is the map from um, you know Undead Nightmare. And it's got that version, so that's wow. that's the only other map I had up in my bedroom, um, aside from the map of Africa that I now have. And so it, my point was, I have no like maps this, in my bed. Yeah, I don't have like any maps. <laughs> I actually have a map of the Caribbean, but it's uh, pretty shitty, so I don't put it up. Um, what do you guys think of this I, map? I think this is a pretty good map. Let's see this map. Yeah. Oh. Now that you mentioned it, I do actually have a map of Outland, but it's uh, my mouse pad, so I don't think of it much. But yes, I do. What you want to go to Ohio? Jay, I didn't realize (laughs) that you had so many maps. I would have, I would have factored this into like my, uh, you know, just like my my profile of your personality. You would have factored maps into my profile. Uh, well, if I had known that you were more interested in maps, I, I, it might have changed like some gift giving ideas or uh, maybe like points of discussion. You could have given him a map. I could have given him a map. We sent you that you st- map. stupid Tomb Raider poster, and what good is that? You wanted a map. You wanted a map of Tomb Raider. You can't I, even find I, the location I, of anything on there. Tomb Raider. I actually just picked up the um, 
the Tomb Raider movie book, and I pre-ordered like the Shadow of the Tomb Raider art wait, book. Wait, so when you say Tomb no Raider, harm, no foul. when you say Tomb Raider movie book, do you mean a book of pictures or do you mean a novelization of the Tomb <laughs> no, Raider no. movie? <laughs> I, oh, I hope, I hope, thing. I hope. The first thing. Okay. Not the second thing. Because I don't want to drop any like big bombs on you or anything, but there's a whole series <laughs> of Tomb Raider novels <laughs> that are ready to be read. Uh, I think that's like that's, that's that's the dark place. That's a bit taboo for me, so that won't be happening. In fact, as we uh, discussed or or noted, uh, S. D. Perry is writing <laughs> the Shadow of the Tomb Shadow Raider, of the Tomb Raider. Uh, Path of the Apocalypse. If, she sure is. If someone gives me five dollars, I'll read it. If someone gives you five dollars, you'll read if it. If someone gives me five, if I'm paid, if I'm paid to read it, I'll read it. Isn't the book more than $5? Isn't it something like $15 for that book? Yeah, so I'm still at a loss. <laughs> oh, so you'll buy the book as well? It wasn't a very good deal, I guess. Well, I've come this far, so yes. If you give me $5, I will use it to purchase the book and read it. And then mm-hmm. not have, and then not have $5. How much is the book? Let's see here. God, it doesn't even show up on Amazon. Like, <laughs> wait, Shadow of the... You don't want this... Shadow of the Tomb Raider novel. It's high. Oh my god! How much do you think they want for this? <laughs> I thought it was like fifteen dollars. Yeah, it is. It's fourteen ninety five. Jesus. What? And it's not even a hardcover. <laughs> it's a soft cover version. I want this in a hardcover so I can read it to my children years from now. Is there a preview? Oh, please. Give is me it in it. its original crayon? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be. Uh, there is a, uh, oh man, there's a lot of Shadow of the Tomb Raider merch. This game's got a ton of stupid shit you can buy. No maps, though, Jay, I'm sorry. Ah, fuck. Yeah, I know. Don't worry. I mean, if you had a map, you would kind of, like, spoil it. Now that I know this about you, though, I can be on the prowl for, like, cool maps. (laughs) Sure, you can. So the next time I see one, I'll be like, hey, that's a cool map, and you know who'd like that. Jay, have you, have you, seen, have you seen those maps where you uh, it, it has like a scratch-off thing, and when you visit a state, you scratch off the state? I've actually never seen that map, no. Oh, well, those are pretty neat. I think you'd like that. That sounds like something I might actually use, honestly, to keep track of how many states I've visited. Yeah, you could really easily look at the map because it's it's not in color, but when you scratch it off, it's like a very bright, vibrant color. So you just you know, know. You know, they also sell like the state quarter maps where you can like, when you get a state quarter, put the map on the state quarter thing. Oh, oh yeah, I have, a, I have a few of those from like nearby. Do you, co- um, do you collect you state quarters? Um, not really. Well, like, not too I, late like, to start. That's true. You can get them um, but like with the first series I tried the first series of state quarters I tried and that just wasn't happening so I gave up forever more yeah coin collecting is not for everybody you gotta really have a strong <laughs> stomach for it but what do you think if you had to guess <clears throat> what do you think a complete set of state quarters will net you on eBay um let's see keeping in mind that more, each one you know that each one is more than the value of the quarters yeah, so you know that each one is worth twenty-five cents. Thirty dollars. So you know, figure that out. Uh, Michael is kind of close. Actually, no, you're on the money. Twenty-nine ninety-five. 
Oh, but I well, it's good to know it's good to know that they're worth the actual value and not like something insane. Michael would have paid a penny more than he had to. Right. Um, and I'm not I'm not going to lie to you and say that these R2D2 quarters are ever going to be worth anything, but they're important to you. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. It's just like that. <laughs> I will say if you buy these individually, you're an idiot because some of these are 3.99 for the quarter. Uh, but this- I could just like. I feel like I can just go and like trade a dollar and then just try my luck. This one might be rare okay. though. Do you have do you have four quarters? I have a dollar, and then just do it like that. Do you guys do you guys know what hobo nickels are? No, I won't nickels. lie. Uh, yeah, this one was a sexual thing. Every time I every time <laughs> I see him, I'm like, that's so cool. I wish I could get into hobo nickels, and then I I don't because that's not something I would have the patience for. But the idea basically is homeless people. I guess theoretically that's where it started. They take a, like a nickel and they they file it down in certain areas, and they most of the time, like ninety nine percent of the time, they just turn the face into a skull. Um, cool. They look cool. They're cool looking. Uh, some of them are really neat. If you Google hobo nickel, you can find some that are pretty tight. Um, but yeah, those are cool looking. It's probably hard to do, but man, hobo nickel. That looks like neat. something else I would keep around. Yeah, see, so, well, there we go. We're going to start collecting hobo nickels and maps. They look like pirate treasure. And you're just going to crush them. Oh, that's why I like why? them. I like them. <laughs> Except they're just cheap nickels. Uh, I mean, so if, you've, if you've seen like half the actual pirate treasure out there, it's probably the same thing. It's like a foreign dime someone took and just like put in water for a year. And they're like, hey, I found this underwater. Ooh, someone turned Kennedy into a skull in the half dollar, and I feel like that's kind of tasteless. I just yeah. found out that there was um, a movie, shot. A, Actually, a he's got the that, whole skull, uh, so. I, I found out that there was a movie made of, um, of Ted Kennedy driving off the bridge and killing that girl. Um, I found this out just recently while, while browsing for films to watch, and I, I think it's new, too. Did you watch it? Uh, not yet. And I don't think I will because it costs six dollars to rent. And I know the story already. That's a ripoff. It is, especially for something I already know the story behind. I could just read it to you on Wikipedia. <laughs> it would be twice as good. No, five times as good. You know. Yeah, I like that. I like that confidence. The interesting thing is that a lot of these hobo nickels are just pictures of homeless people carved onto nickels, which I find kind of odd. I like to. Why they, they are access they are putting their own yeah they're putting their own likeness into the coin. What does yeah, it make like sense? Yeah, like they could take a normal like camera picture. You could believe they would do that, but they don't. They they don't have it. I it's like basically it. a hobo don't, selfie that you're looking at. Don't judge them. Wow, there's something about not crave or carving graven images. I think you're not supposed to carve into currency. Uh, I think a hobo nickel is illegal uh, by oh, nature. Oh no. Not illegal. Yeah, I don't think I, someone actually... taught me how to like vandalize um, uh, bills that are like twenties and higher just by taking a little strip out. And oh, they yeah. taught me when I was like a very, a very young age. And I remember thinking, why would you do that? You're like, why would you do that when you could be looking at maps? <laughs> yeah, well, I I much prefer to get um, uh, maps and and nickels and uh, than the shit you guys usually send me. So that's fine. Well, you didn't like that pizza? pizza? <laughs> I guess nobody's uh, pizza, getting anything ever again. Bad. Pizza wasn't bad, actually. God, we mm, send him right. a pizza, we send him a poster, and all he, all he wanted the whole time was nickels and maps. 
I, I'm actually way more into these uh, pinup posters. Is that well, they have naked ladies on them, cheesecake. right? They're not always naked. Uh, more tantalizing shit. Actually, if they're pinups, they should be naked. Um, like I got one by this artist named Vargas, who is uh, popular. What was the other one? Al Parker was another one. Um, and then Robert McGinnis is the other one. You can look these names up. Their artwork is actually really cool. Um, and it was just like everywhere back before we were born. So, what if I sent you this wall decal, Jay? Would you like this? Because I found Let's this see. the other day, and I, I can't figure out who it's for. But is this someone has to want it? Jeez. <laughs> Senior woman with asthma, wall decal peel. Hey, the, I, you can send I, you can send them that along with the Guy Fieri uh, fancy dress mask. I, I don't know. I don't know who that's for either. I don't know either, but it has sixty-one reviews. People like it. <laughs> I like the I like the questions. The top question is, how easy is it to get off? And the top comment is, why would you want to take it off? <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's, who does that? To, to those who obviously can't see, this is a uh, elderly woman with asthma using an inhaler, but it's also a wall decal so that you can have that on your wall. And there's even, if you go down to the reviews, there are, are pictures of it actually like installed in people's homes. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's about. I like this review. It says, Melba arrived today and seems a bit winded from her travels. She is safe and secure on my wall and ready to see what the world has in store for her in her new home. Aww. Man, nice. that's great. Uh, Michael, what'd you think of Graveyard Keeper? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's, a, that's what an old asthma lady reminds you of, Graveyard Keeper. Ah, just, well, it came to mind. I mean, it's appropriate. Yeah, it's just one of my it's one of my classic Jared transitions where I talk about an elderly woman with asthma and then a tiny build game because they're they're right <laughs> there. Or yeah, a they're, right keeper. There. they're neck and neck. About uh, the same energy as an old woman with asthma. Jesus Christ, are we at an hour and 40? <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that the real time? No, that's like including pre-show time, Yeah, that's right? like, that's including the pre-show, so we went pretty long. Um, we can get Graveyard Keeper off our plate, just so we don't have to talk about it next week, and that'll leave lots more time for whatever disasters uh, we want to talk about then. Um, you had commented, Michael, that you thought the game was overly complex. And... I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say overly complex. I think there's someone out there who that's re- it's really for, but... Oh, I think that if a game has more than like two kinds of wood, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, there's a lot more. I, than I don't two. wait. Wait, you have to l- elaborate on that. It this... has more than two kinds of wood. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you can. So you can let's turn... put it this way: if you want to build something, you're going to need to build eight other things to build that thing. Yes. Mm, I don't like the sound of that. So like, yeah. Uh, there's a pile of debris in my basement, and I decided that would be like one of the first things I cleaned out. Like in the real world or in the game? Uh, no, like in the game. Uh, I mean, there's a pile of debris in my real basement too, but I actually don't have the tools necessary to clean that out, so it just stays there. Um, He's got to build six other things first. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta build a sawmill in my backyard before I can get to that. But so, like, <laughs> to build this, you have to have, uh, you have to have like wood wedges, but you also need to have wood planks. 
and to get mm-hmm. wood to get wood planks, you first have to build wood. Uh, what are they called? F- fillets, flitches, flitches. Yep. Um, but then to get like to get the wood pl- uh, to get the wood wedges, you have to build a chopping block, and to build the chopping block, you have to build billets. Nah, I don't like I don't like the sound of this at all. And this is all just wood. These are just all the things yeah. you do with wood. <laughs> this is this is so you can build the things you use to build things with. I didn't uh-huh. even uh, I didn't even get to like stone. I and I'm not exaggerating. I haven't done shit with stone. I haven't even looked at stone. Oh, you're a, you're a ways away from stone, baby. I've spent all my time on wood, and I have nothing to show for it. Uh, <laughs> I did clear away the pile in the basement, and I, I cleared it away so I could talk to this guy because he seems to be part of a quest. What? <laughs> he, he, there's a guy behind the wood, or the yeah, the, the wreckage. There's a guy behind the barricade in your basement. Yeah, and I wanted to talk to him. Because I think he's part of a he's part of a story quest. It's so I would hope so if he's in your basement. Okay, l- listen to how weird this is. So a really early uh, objective in the game is to sell human meat to the uh, to like the the guy in the bar, like unknowingly sell him human meat. And okay, I don't think that's what graveyard keepers are supposed to do. When you when <laughs> yeah. you try well, so when you try to do it, he's like, "Well, I can't buy that because it doesn't have the royal stamp on it." And he explains, he's like, you see, uh, all meat coming into the, the city has a stamp that they apply to it to, to prove that it's verified, like, good, healthy meat. And then he, like, leans in and he's like, but if you want to know a secret, I hear there's a guy who sells a fake stamp. And so later on, I saw that guy. Wait, 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 wait. He tells you that he can buy it because he doesn't have the stamp but tells you that you can buy a fake stamp? Right, he's basically like right. he's basically like I would buy your illegal meat, but I'm worried I would get in trouble, so I want you to make your illegal meat look less, less illegal. illegal. Yeah. <laughs> With an illegal stamp. But I'd still like to buy it. Uh and so I I go down in my basement and I see the guy he was talking about and I'm like, "Well, I got to go talk to that guy to get that stamp." Hours later, I've finally built enough shit to clear the rubble out. And I go talk to the guy, and he he doesn't want to talk to me at all. He refuses to speak with me. He gave me another fetch quest, and I don't even know what it is. I'm supposed to he, find five of something. He needs you to build something else before he'll talk to you about the stamp. Is that what it is? Mm, probably. I can't remember. So this so is literally just, like, this is the first objective in the game, just about. The very first thing you're told to do is sell meat to this guy, and I see no end in sight where you actually achieve that. So, Jared, I'll be put honest. it in context... I'm 33 hours into the game. I still haven't gotten that stamp yet. What? <laughs> it's too I'll damn expensive. I'll be honest. It sounds a lot like the um, the quest structure in like the Happy Few. Well, they'll give you a task that sounds like it's supposed to be really fucking simple, and it turns out to be this like idiotic fetch quest with some idiotic crafting requirements, and it'll just take you ages to do it. And I don't know who told these people this is fun because it's not fun. No, I I mean, I could see how you could get sucked into this game. Do you ever uh, incre- yep. do you ever increase your movement speed, Michael? No, unfortunately not. Although, as you clear out more parts of your basement, the uh, the underground labyrinth works as a shortcut to some locations. Okay, that would be nice uh, because you move way too slow in this game. I know you need a run button or something. You move too slow. Wouldn't it's an kinda... underground labyrinth just be a grave. No, no, the graves are separate. Okay. Yeah, the graves are much smaller. The labyrinth is quite large. You're thinking of a catacomb. 
Uh, yeah, that's what uh, I was Of which you, you don't have in this game, at least not not to my knowledge. Um, there was a dungeon under Drow's. Oh, yeah, that's true. I. So here's another question, I guess. I don't mean for this to just be me asking questions, but I'm confused by stuff. So I, I have only received one body in like the three, mm. in the three hours I was playing. So at some point, a ghost came up to me and he's like, hey, will you dig up this guy? We don't like him. And he's like, dig him up and throw him in the river. So I, mm-hmm. so I dug him up and I went over to the river. And if I try to throw him in, I just set him by the river. And I can see his health. And so his health slowly, uh, body's, body's health just very slowly goes down. Um, and so what I figured is I was like, oh, well, when it gets to 0%, the body will disappear and then a new body will be delivered. But it just, it wound up hitting 0% after several days and it's just sitting there. It won't do anything. Well, you're supposed to throw it in the river. Uh, where in, in relevance or relation to the bridge, where are you trying to throw it in at? Just a little above the bridge. Try throwing it below the bridge. Really? Yeah. It's you the, should. It's the same river. So when you're when you're carrying the body, you should walk up to the river, and a button will appear above your head saying "throw body," and you should throw the body into the river. Oh. Well, maybe I'll do that because I feel like I I feel like for a game about gravekeeping, I've only buried one person. Yeah, no, you will be amazed like, how little time you spend tending to graves in this game. It feels like you're not really good gravekeeper. I've spent most of the night working on becoming uh, a wine guy. Yeah, you said you were about to make wine. Yeah. And after like five hours of effort, I finally made a bottle. Wow. What are you going to do with it? I sold it. I I will say this game is just the most merciless when it comes to well, pretty much everything. So I've done a bunch of those fetch quests you're talking about and I don't know why I keep getting my hopes up, but every time I feel like, okay, I'm going to do this, and now they're going to give me something that's going to make this operation start working well, and I do it, and then the guy is just like, thanks. Now can you go get me six of these? And it's like just it's a repeating it's a repeating pattern, and every time it's just something that requires more resources I don't have, so I have to go build a new a sawmill, a furnace, a, a, a church. It You're, just keeps going on like this. Do you really have 30 hours in this game? Yes. I am blown away by that. Because uh, I played two, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like There, there is something bizarrely addicting about it, but... I yeah. uh, I do have one... So You don't seem to like it for somebody who goes to be addicted to it, though. No, well, I, I get what he means, though. I get what he means. Because there just, there's just enough of, like, I wonder what will happen when I do this. Um and there's a lot, I will say, like, it is humongous, like, the amount of stuff that you can build and, like, move into and areas you can clear. Like, imagine your farm in Stardew Valley and then, like, triple it. Like, there's a ton of shit that you can potentially, like, add on. But, it, build but it's, it, it also sounds less friendly than Stardew Valley. Oh, thing. God, yes. It sounds... Significantly less friendly than Stardew Valley. <laughs> it's very mean. Uh, and I, I will say my, my big compliments are I love the music in the game yeah it's good music it has like a really uh like it feels like ultima online remember like that old like kind yeah of, yeah like, actually that, that's good it's kind of got like a little bit of like a midi sound to it and it's kind of dark like it even when it's upbeat it just sounds a little dark and it reminds me so much of that old soundtrack and um what was my other positive i don't remember there was something else that i thought was good <laughs> uh, it looks nice 
It looks nice. Uh, oh, my negative is, do you have like weird stutters when you're playing? Yeah, it is uh, surprisingly optimized. In a two D game, what? Well, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's got some issues on that front. What uh, do they make it with? I'm guessing like Unity, probably. It's hard to That's imagine. Them make, it, it, it's probably just badly optimized Unity. Um, but it runs just about the same as it did when we saw it at PAX. It didn't really improve much. I mean, you know, I got to say that, uh, I guess we'll talk about this later, but they built uh, Phantom Doctrine with Unreal 4 and just kicked the, the settings up to the max, and they are completely unnecessary and make the game very unplayable. That sounds like the Polish way of life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, here's a here's an animated gif of him throwing the body in the river, and yeah, I'm nowhere near where that is. So, all right, there you go. That's stupid. Well, and you've probably already noticed this game throws a lot of stuff at you right at the beginning. It doesn't explain it very well to begin with, and then there's no way of accessing those tutorials afterwards. So, yeah, that's hope true. you got it the first time. If someone tells you to do something, like you better remember that. Like I could see this. I, I ran into this a lot with games where I walk away for a little bit and when I come back, I've forgotten like how to play it. Mm, um, yeah. I, I'm actually kind of worried about it with Last Guardian. I've put it on hold because I want to get the PS4 Pro, um, but I'm worried when I go back, I'm not going to remember like all the weird commands that you can give the Catman. And, what are you done for? Yeah, like I'm I'm concerned about that stuff. No, like I, I, I definitely, if I stepped away from a game for a while and still wanted to play it, I just have to create a dummy file where I know I get to fuck everything up before reloading and doing it for real. That's not a bad idea. Maybe even like start over and do a couple tutorials and then go back to your save. I've definitely done that before. That would work better because I, I definitely, that's my most common like reason why I abandon a game. It's just because I step away from it for too long. And when I come back, I don't like know the buttons and I'm like, fuck this game. And uh, it, oh, it, God. I'm I'm a simple man with a very short attention span. <laughs> uh, I'll probably finish Spider-Man on my cool PlayStation Four that all the bitches are gonna love. I gotta learn. Yeah. I gotta learn more about this men going their own way movement. <laughs> you, I know, you're gonna love it. Yeah, this is... I'll link to the subreddit so you can. Oh, there's, there's a get red pill. There's a place for people who feel the way I feel. Oh, yes. great! Look at all these happy people. Yeah, that's that's the word happy. Car- cargos for the win. Women hate cargo shorts because it reveals the tactical inferiority of purses. Oh wow! Uh, okay, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's why women hate cargo shorts. I didn't even think about this. With my new life, I can wear all the cargo shorts I want. Man, you're living the dream. I've never heard of this until... It is amazing to me how there is just something... 67.5 thousand subscribers to men going their own way. Oh, it's boy. like a less suicidal version of the insults, really. Yeah, I didn't get very far before I got into some kind of rapey stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's... Uh, I thought the idea uh, was that we weren't going like to have sex other men, anymore. Because that's oh. what it would imply when they're going their own way. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, when you get raped, you generally tend to go the other guy's way. I mean, there's there's different like levels of... Oh, yeah, is there a wiki? I, I don't want to know any more about this. Yeah, you don't. This is what we're doing. Do, do, do you want to know what else I don't want to know any more about? 
Graveyard Keeper. I was going to say 1979 Revolution Black Friday. All right, Jay, I'll make that our grand finale. Tell me how bad it is, because you said the game was short, so theoretically there shouldn't be a whole lot to say about it. I already said that there's not a lot to say about it. Yeah. Uh, We're good. We're done. Was that it? No. (laughs) It's not a lot to say. It's the same as there's nothing to say. But you guys said you played it at PAX. Uh, I didn't, but Michael did. I walked by it several times and was glared at by the man who brought it. <laughs> Actually, Jared. I did watch Michael play it. Michael put on like headphones and played it for a little bit because you. So uh, you were interested in it, Michael, because you have some like heritage attached to it, right? Right. My mom's family is from Iran. They oh. fled Iran when the uh, Shah was overthrown. My great-grandfather oh, wow. worked closely with the Shah. So, you know, I, I know the story, and it's kind of interesting to see that come to a uh, into game format. It is true that Nahoni is a very uh, old Persian name. That's right. It's actually Farugi. <laughs> is it really? I thought that was a, I thought that was a good joke. Hmm? Mahoney. Yeah. Wait, wait. It's not Mahoney sidetracked. Farugi. He's telling a very interesting story. Yeah, sorry. It's actually Mahoney with like an apostrophe somewhere. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. My uh, my great-grandfather was the American ambassador from Iran. Uh, oh, wow. Because of that, when the Ayatollah took over, he got to live because he was happened to be here. Well, that's very fortunate. Yeah, yeah right? And so... How well did that translate to your cool video game that you played? I mean, from what I played, it kind of it kind of mirrored some of the stuff I remember my uncles and uh, aunts talking about from like when they were teenagers growing up in Tehran. Um, I don't know if I really played enough that I could get the feel of it, but it. Uh, I mean, to me, it just kind of felt very much like it was a. You remember educational games from when we were a kid, how they were like kind of like the games from our time, except clearly yeah. they had no budget? Yeah. Kind of felt yeah. like that with a Telltale game. I I, I, I that. back that up. I say that's that's basically, that's exactly what it is. Um, and I was interested in hearing Michael's story, too, because it's I it, like like in terms of the events that happened, I'm not going to lie and say I know a lot about Iran because I really don't. I, I don't know like anything about it. Um, I haven't studied it very much either. And it's so, country in the Middle East. <laughs> yes, like I know that much. Um, but like, for example, um, I would be interested if there was something similar for I don't know, like the Cuban Revolution or for uh, the Black Panther Party or something like that, as someone were to go out and make a game like that. I talked a little bit about that history, mm-hmm. but also did it in a way that's objective, like like 1979. Um, it's a little vague who you are at first. Like you start out as a journalist, just kind of documenting uh, the revolution and they don't really say who you're kind of with. Um, uh, But then you learn that, you know, they're trying to get you involved with the revolution and you can kind of sort of let your allegiances be known, but mostly you're just a photographer. But for the most part, it's objective in, in presenting all the different groups that were involved. And it is very educational. So every action you do, will tell you a little bit about the culture and the history and you just get a little interesting diary entry that's uh um that is very educational and interesting to read like like you know chai tea how chai tea is done in iran is um is just a little factoid i didn't know before that's pretty interesting because otherwise it's just something i i as a shitty american go to starbucks to get 
Um, and that, that's all great. And, and it would be nice to have educational games kind of like that. But the game part of it still has to deliver. And mm-hmm. I think what disappoints me the most is that people have been like approaching a genre that seems like it should be really easy to replicate. And that's the Telltale Adventure game. And everyone I see just is determined to do a worse job than the last person. Um, like, I didn't think Life is Strange was up to snuff. And then I thought, you know, some games I played after it were even worse than that. And in 1979, uh, uh, gameplay-wise, it's the absolute worst I've seen from this format. And to even make the Life is Strange uh, comparison, since you are a photojournalist, and Life is Strange... You went around taking pictures, what was interesting, and you kind of had like achievements and objectives to gold you on, so you knew what to look at. In 1979, it's like a weird mini game, and you have to take the pictures of the stuff they're like telling you to do. So there's nothing to discover. It's just you know you have to take those pictures, or the game isn't going to progress. Um, it, and it's it was just, kind of cool that they swapped them out between real photographs. But yeah. by the, the time I had taken like the fifth picture, I was like, okay, I I get it. We're good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there's that. And, and there's just like so, just little things that I, I feel like make the game the game a little <laughs> bit uh, uh, less worth playing than, um, you know, I because I, I do really wish it were a fun um, experience because it would draw people to it and 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 teach them a thing or two. Um, but like the choice selections, they're just so, so so quick like it doesn't even give you enough time to really read all the options you're presented with so you just have to pick them lightning fast and it's not even that consequential and i'm getting like really sick and tired of all the games that say that oh this is about consequence and choice because that's what the very first walking dead said but none of the games are about consequence and choice and 1979 actually has a very very linear path that you're on there's like no diversion and again that's fine just don't advertise it differently then um if you're like, this is, hey, an educational game where you're going to experience the revolution from the point of view of a journalist uh, coming back from uh, Germany and witnessing this, that's fine. Don't tell me it's a game where, you know, my choices are going to lead to hard art outcomes because there aren't. And a lot of the times um, in 1979, when you make a choice that you do feel like is going to be an actual choice, uh, you'll just get a game over. Like, I remember there's some guy who's torturing me. And he was like, say my name appropriately. And I'm like, I'm not going to say his name. And so he just kicked me to death. And that was it. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess I had to say his name. <laughs> There's no other way to do this. Um, yeah, and it's it's unlucky, I think. I, I, otherwise, I'm behind it. Like like I said, I don't know anything about it. I feel like it approaches the, the topic objectively enough. It's like not like you have to feel any particular way about it. This is just a history. Um, and I think that's great. And I think it would be great if we had more games like that. But the gameplay just is not fun. <laughs> it's just not. I mean, I know quite a bit about the Iranian Revolution. And I feel that a lot of times, um, coming back to your idea of the Cuban Revolution, there seems to be a lot of selective memory as to the fact that what essentially happened is that one dictatorship replaced the other dictatorship. Right. Um, Americans seem to forget that the Shah was also torturing and repressing people. Yeah. Uh, the same way that they seem to forget that Batista was also doing the same thing. <laughs> right. Uh, so that would be very interesting to see how they look at that um, that fact in that game. You're, I, you know, I, you're done with the game, right, Jay? 
I'm I'm almost there. I didn't have time to finish before the podcast, but I'm really close. It's a really short game. Perfect. Before you go back to it, check out this map I found of Iran. <laughs> I think it's really going to do a lot to enhance your experience. Uh, and maybe that's the problem. That's why you like Game of Thrones so much, because they've always got those maps, right? That's yeah, those right. maps. That's so that like, opening is a giant map. Yeah, before you even yeah, watch like... the show, you're like, fuck, look, I know where everything is. I could, I could do like a Westeros map for like days. I have so many of them. See, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. I know what he likes. I really got hung up on the phrase low budget Telltale game because Telltale games feel like low budget Telltale yeah. games. Like, yeah, right? Yeah. Fuck. So it must be real bad. <laughs> it, it, you know, it, otherwise it's, it's confident. It's not like, again, it's got the same weird graphical issues you're finding in uh Phantom Doctrine and um, Graveyard Keeper, where it it chugs in places it really should not chug, but otherwise, you know, it's fine. It's there's, the, there's nothing to phone, phone home about, but it's not like an eye razor. It's not going to like kill you or anything. Um, it's just fine. That's the way to put it. Um, I you know I, I wonder. I, I really am curious as to if there's like a market for this. I've seen as absurd as it is. I've seen people say. Uh, play like Detroit, uh, become human, and be like, oh, hey, I learned a lot about the civil rights movement. It's the first time I was interested. I'm like, okay, that's a weird thing to say, but hey, Most whatever works. Are 19. <laughs> I'm like, you know, whatever works. So that's fine. There I think people, people that like, were born in 2001 that are playing these games, Jay. Um, yeah, no, that, that, no but that, he's right. It is a weird. Fine. It is a weird place to learn about it. It's no weirder than <laughs> learning about Argentinian government from Star Wars, but. I didn't learn about it from Star Wars. I learned about it of my own curiosity and then related it back to Star Wars. Yeah, but that's not as funny. That's even weirder. That's not as funny of a joke. (laughs) Um, But but yeah, and you know, even even um, like the earlier Assassin's Creed, like you're talking about this before, Assassin's Creed has like no interest in teaching you any kind of history whatsoever anymore. But there used to be like snippets uh, man, in there. Origins is pretty. I was gonna say that's actually kind of changed with Origins. Like they had that oh, mode. That they had a mode that they released that you can. I people were talking about like using it in schools where it's just like a. Oh free, really? It's just like yeah, a yeah. You, you can you can tour like all of the all of the places and it will tell and, you all. The... And I don't know if you guys remember this, but like Civilization and Age of Empires used to be allowed in schools because of what you could learn from them. Okay. Yeah, actually, I think I do remember Age of Empires being on a couple of our machines, which would explain why I find it to be so boring. Because <laughs> I knew uh, that I, it was I, trying I to think, teach me something. I also think Age I of feel Empires that Assassin's Creed Origin did a really good job of kind of putting a scope on how like long Egypt was around. Because Egypt... Egypt died around the same time as Rome really started to rise up but yes, I'm not. Still there. You before that it had 3,000 years of history so like by the time you know Western civilization was rising Egypt already had more history than we have now and I think that like Origins did a really good job of like showing that I think Odyssey is actually going to be the best example of how they're just going to start leaning into like the historical aspect. Because as I was saying before the um, show, I'll be the judge of that. Um, well, but from the sound of it, like Odyssey takes place at a time where there isn't even assassins. Like it sounds like you're not, yeah, yeah. you're uh, not an assassin. You're basically just like a, a mercenary. Um, yeah, pretty much. Which really gives the vibe of like, all right, so this is basically just going to be like a 
Assassin's Creed in name, but it's more just like, here's a historical setting we wanted to do. Now we're doing it. I, I'm Thank actually God, really, really the worst it. parts of Origin were when the Assassin's Creed bullshit was going on. Yeah, I mean, that's like, I feel like, ironically, that was the worst part of a lot of Assassin's Creed games. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm actually really interested in where Odyssey is going to go. Like, that's another point of history that I was just kind of really enamored with when I was younger. So Odyssey is going to be an interesting experience. It's just seeing so, uh, what they do. As much as I like Odyssey, there is some obvious bullshit to it that I feel could get done away with. Um, they still have that thing where you look at the icons on the map and you know exactly what kind of like activity you will have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you go here and you have to read a tablet. You go here and you have to kill all the guys. You know, that, that kind of shit that kind of annoyed me. And it still feels like busy work. Um, but on the other hand, I think that the quality of the quests really, really improved. A lot. Um, and they did some shit that I just didn't expect them to do that is kind of weird in video games. Uh, they have a couple, like, when they kill their child, they didn't kill his wife either. Um, you know, his wife is still alive and they like to fuck, which is something that's just not common in video games. That's hot. This is a good time to say that uh, I think we need to start wrapping this up. Uh, I'm just saying that it's, it's weird to watch like an actual relationship happen in a video game. No, 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 you're not making me shy. No, I, I get what he's saying because like if you look at the other like Assassin's Creed games, when they bother with romance at all, it's really kind of tacky and hackneyed, like a, a, a an airport novel writing level. Yeah, romance. exactly. So seeing like a real couple is is something different. That's like video exactly. games, man. Like relationships in video games are never accurate. They don't feature <laughs> men going their own way, like they <laughs> like they should be. I'm glad to see that you've embraced uh, this thing that you just learned about. This is really this has really resonated with me in my red PS4. So I'm <laughs> I'm looking forward to proudly showcasing it in my living room. Um, and as as much as I'd love to open the can of worms that is Assassin's Creed, we'll save that for another podcast. Because uh, it's getting late, folks, and we gotta we gotta uh, you know we gotta hit the old dusty trail. Do you have any last thoughts on the revolution, Jay? Nope. Perfect. Michael, do you have any last thoughts on Graveyard Keeper? Uh, that patch I talked about last week still hasn't happened. Oh, well, maybe wait for that, if it happens. I mean, they keep patching it, but they still haven't fixed a lot of the things they really should have put patched at this point. Yeah, it's kind of janky. I'd wait for it to hit the Switch, where it'll be perfect. Uh, <laughs> for sure. Perhaps. Uh, well, hey, if you enjoyed our podcast today, I would encourage you. We are so sorry. But, yeah, hey, what's wrong with you? But B, go subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play Music or wherever else you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. And uh, mercilessly, I think with that, we will be out. Are you flushing a toilet? No. Are you peeing? I'm not peeing. You promise? I promise I'm not peeing. I'm I'm making pee. Okay, because I'm not editing that out. So. <laughs> right. No, it's bedtime. I need to take my bedtime pee. Okay. Well, I usually take a bedtime pee, so...